Hello, listeners. This is Dr. Taylor Hartman with Very Best of Living. I'm with my colleague, Kat Larson. Hello, Kat. Colleague. So define colleague for me. We work together and we are friends, but we also have a working capacity, which is what you would call the podcast. And you love me. And I do love you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm very happy to be along this journey with you. Me so too. It, it is kind of fun to have that connection it for is. sure. It is. Not everybody has that. And with you. Thank you. <laughs> very fun. So I'm, I'm going to be doing this um, training soon. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to the president about, well, so tell me, like, um, what are some of your thoughts on, on what we should uh, focus on? And he made a comment that I really liked. He said, um, I have really been working on being more aware and finding value in different kinds of personal growth mm-hmm. opportunities recently. What he said that I really liked is, is I've decided that what's important is whenever I have an opportunity, I look for what is the nugget. Like what is the thing, that I, a gem that I can take from this, whatever it might be, this interaction with somebody, this um, song I'm listening to, this mm-hmm. podcast I'm hearing, what's the nugget I can get from that? And uh, it's really what I liked about that is I have a guy I just had a session with who is so genuine. And when we finished, he sent me this list of probably 10 points that he wanted to make sure that's what the essence of the nugget was that our session was about. So he could follow through on it later in life. Mm -hmm. Such a great move. Mm -hmm. Like the, you know, what's the nugget? You know, what am I looking for that's important? Mm -hmm. And uh, when when I was younger, I starred in the play um south pacific mm-hmm. and i was emil de beck mm-hmm. and um the guy there's a line in there for the uh the uh, one of the other leads that said you know what i like in life i like projects i like projects and it made me think about life and projects like what are we committed to learning what's a project we are committed to learning about now we talked last week about listening that became one of my projects mm-hmm. like literally how do you learn to listen effectively and how do you listen so it resonates with other people that you are, in fact, listening? How do you do that? It's a skill, right? And it became a project. It was a gem for me and a nugget mm-hmm. in my life. They actually paid big dividends. And I want our listeners to think about, so what's the nugget of each of our podcasts? What's the nugget in a relationship you have right now? Uh, I have a couple who are going through divorce. Uh, it's unbelievable how damaging the woman is in this process and how gracious the man is. Like she is destroying children at their expense because of her inability to own her part in the divorce. She cannot see that. And therefore she is damaging them by wanting to hate the father and not feel trust in life. She doesn't see any nugget for her growth at this point. And I think that's kind of important for our listeners to think about. Am I doing, am I missing the nugget of what I could learn in the relationships of my life? Um, I just went and saw Les Miserables with my wife. It was Mm -hmm. a great production. Mm -hmm. One of my, probably my favorite Broadway Mm -hmm. play. Mm -hmm. Um, That uh, was just so, so mesmerizing, the, the heart. And in there, there's a line that says, when you love another person, you will see the face of God. So when you love another person, you will see the face of God. Well, that was very powerful when I was thinking about that, is really loving somebody else, what it means like to really connect with God. Like, does, and I've often thought, how is it he loves this person? 
Because when I'm struggling with somebody, I realize he isn't. So what is it he sees that frees him to value and love them? And um, there was a, a quote one time that was said, um, if you want something to last forever, you treat it differently. And um, I think that's a very telling concept. Like if you really want a relationship to last forever, then you treat it differently. You polish it, you pay attention to it. You don't expose it to the elements. You know, you protect it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a couple that I, that I have that are struggling right now in the relationship. And she was saying, um, you know, the problem we have, Taylor, is we don't, we didn't pay attention to each other. We paid attention to finances, work, our children, and, and our own needs, ourselves, but not each other. And if I could, if I could redo it again, I think that's what I would focus on is always spending one day a week, no matter what's going on, just being together. And it's funny, Kat, I've noticed this with clients I work with. When I say to them, I just need a half an hour, go for a walk every night for half an hour, mm -hmm. sit outside and on the table and just talk. Do you set aside time for the person that you claim you love the most? And if you do that, does it actually enrich your relationship? Do they perceive that as loving? And that's what I'm looking for more and more of us to do. In today's world, the phone is a nightmare. It's got to go away. Like literally, you have got to go on a walk without the phone. Mm -hmm. You can't have that natural knee-jerk reaction of when it dings, you look at it. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that kind of thing is what we're talking about. We say when you really love another person, you love them in a form that they can feel the love, right? Um, and that's that's the essence of learning how to live life fully. Um, I talked to my my aunt. She's ninety seven years old. And I said, oh, I, I want. I hope your genes are somewhere with me. I hope that's true because <laughs> she is healthy as an ox. She's mm. happy. Mm. She's so adorable. Her her father was a minister, mm -hmm. and she a Protestant minister back in the East Coast. And mm -hmm. she she said, well, I've just tried to do what I think God wants me to do in my life. I hope I've done that. And I said, well, you certainly had long enough to do it. That's for <laughs> sure. And she goes, well, I'm a little slow, but I do hope that's what I've done. And she goes, I have brought to the floor I'm on, I have brought Bible study. And so I said, oh my gosh, he must be so proud of you for having brought that to these people mm -hmm. where you could sit and enjoy that gift that she brought. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, what a loving act. Here's a person who is, you know, 97 and takes the time to enrich and enhance the lives of others that she's on a floor with, that she's been put in this home with. Mm -hmm. I just, I think that's something that, what are you doing to enrich the lives of others around you. What are you doing to show them love? And how are you doing that? And all of that, by the way, you'll notice, is not about you. That's the other part. If you're really doing your work at loving others, you really are not focusing on you at all. You're focusing on how do you make others' lives better. And I think that doesn't matter what age you are. Um, I think these, these young black men who did this thing about cutting lawns for senior citizens. Yes. What a great gift they're offering to the world. They're actually out understanding and taking care of other people's needs. So I'd like our listeners to think, what am I doing in my life right now that enriches the lives of others, thereby showing my love? That's important. 
you know, that's not that? easy. It's it's really like when you start unraveling things and things are about you are not about you. You know, that is not always clear. No, you're right. Well, and remember, there's the other essence of this also, which is loving yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I've always been a strong proponent that you should love yourself and love others, right? And as I've said, there's certain people that are great at loving themselves, not so much at loving others. Mm -hmm. Others who are great at loving others and not loving themselves, right? So my grandson is 18, decides to go skydiving mm -hmm. to the chagrin of his parents and anyone else who is you know, afraid for his life. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Bubba, it's not that big a deal. Let's explain how it works. Most people don't die. And if I do die, it's quick. <laughs> and I and you know what I loved about that cat? What I loved so much was he's just his, his yellow mindset of living in the moment. Like he was so willing to go love himself, go embrace life and do it. And I think that is so rich in, in terms of enhancing the quality of one's life. You could take the same mindset about loving others. Like, why would you not do it? Like, why would you not take care of somebody else? Like, send somebody something that, that means something to them, like a book that you want them to read and you think they'd enjoy it. Why not take the time to do something to enrich someone else's life? Um, I recently, so so I, I decided, you know how you have people that are begging for money on the side of the road? Yes. And people get torn. Should I give? Should I not give? You read articles that they're making more money than you're making. Yes. Yeah, so you get caught up in, in what's the right thing to do. So I recently decided, you know what? This is just nuts. It really doesn't. It's not about me. Yes. Why do I make it about me? It's it's about them. Yes. And if they're not legit, they're not legit. That's not really my problem anyway, right? So I went and, put, and got some fives and ones and put it in my car so that next time it happens, I could just give it and be done. Like stop worrying about making a judgment as to whether you should or shouldn't do it. Or worrying about you being taken advantage of. I'm laughing because this this is exactly has played out in my life with my husband not <laughs> stopping when I have my change bag. I do have a ziploc of money in my car, and he gets and we and he's getting there, and then he does it begrudgingly. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to stop, you know. And he's like, and he's the same guy, you know. They make more money than we do, and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, Paco, it doesn't matter if they make more money than I do. <laughs> doing so it because true. I want to. Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> that, so good. I can't believe you're telling this story. It's like, oh my God, is he in my car? <laughs> uh, about that is there's this client of mine who's, um, she would like pay for the car behind her all the time. That's yeah. who she was. Yeah. And her husband was just livid. He goes, look, I earn the money you don't. Don't just give it away to people you don't know. And to this day, he is stingy and she is not. To this yeah, day, yeah. like the way they live their life. Yeah. And and I just, I don't know. All, all I know is that both aspects of loving yourself and or loving others should come quickly, freely, and without judgment. It frees you to live it more that way. So the concept again is when you love another person, you see the face of God. And what does that feel like? Like, oh my gosh, if that's what life's really all about. Why am I so hung up in judging and being critical of loving other people and loving myself? Why am I so unwilling to embrace that element in my life when it would only enrich everything about my life, right? So remember that we talked about how do you love? Number one, you got to get over you. Mm -hmm. 
That's the first thing you do. Mm -hmm. and, and then the second thing you want to do is you want to focus on listening to other people, like hearing them where they're at. Mm -hmm. Like I talked about going to Les Miserables and the beauty of that concept of Javert wants to always get Jean Valjean. He always wants to get him and get even. And then, of course, he kills himself in the end because he's so caught up in trying to punish somebody else. And yet that Catholic priest who takes him in and he steals from him and then Javert is going to put him in prison and the Catholic priest comes out and says, oh my gosh, you forgot the candlesticks in your hurry to leave. So he redeems him and bought his soul for God. In essence, changed Jean Valjean's life. Mm -hmm. So I'd like our listeners to think, so how am I changing the life? Who am I giving candlesticks to in forgiveness as opposed to trying to entrap them and punish them and hold them captive? Who am I buying the soul for God by how I love and live as opposed to getting my needs met at their expense, caught in a quandary, should I love this person, they don't really deserve it, those kinds of things. And I think, by the way, for our listeners, that the better you get at this, the harder the trials come. That's what I have decided. That you actually, your skills increase, and so you're going to be challenged at a higher level, the better you get at it. But you're also more skilled at handling it much more skilled. So things you can do when you become more loving are at a higher level than they would have been before. So even though the challenge is greater, so are your skills. And I think you see that, Kat, when you go through life, right? Yeah, I think that vulnerability piece, like, you know, like that you're, that when you really look at the risk to love somebody that way, that uncertainty mm -hmm. piece when you step in, because there's no, you know, that means what I hear you saying is that means that I don't know if I'm going to get it back. I don't know, you know, right. I don't know if it's going to be reciprocated or, or, right. or, and it doesn't matter. It's like giving the money to the homeless person on the yep. corner. It really doesn't yep. matter. <laughs> well, the point is you're correct. You free yourself when it doesn't matter. Well, as long as it matters, you're not really doing it. And you're limiting yourself from trying it because you're so busy concerning with like consequences and like you said, is it really the right thing to do or should I really not do it or what are the strings attached? Mm -hmm. So until you free yourself to be vulnerable to whatever a consequence comes, you're not doing it. Okay. That, that's a really good signpost, by the way. Yep. You're right. That's when you would know. That's when you would know. Yep. And I think if life is really what I think it's about, where you're supposed to learn to get better, and we talked about projects and gems and I mean, if that really is the essence of what life is, then I guess I'm asking our listeners, how are you putting yourself in a scenario to where you could actually have that happen? What are you doing? When, for example, when you have children, well, let's say, let's go back. When you marry, the minute you marry, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable place to grow. Like you are going to be challenged and, and pushed in a very different direction than if you're single. When you then have children, you again are challenged at a higher level, mm -hmm. even more so, right? And yet, why is it most people would say, I would do it again? Why do most people say, despite the trials of marriage and children, I would do it again? Well, because of the joy. 100%. 
the positive outcome is you gain so much. Like there's such a rich give back in being challenged to love. And I think that's why people would do it again. It's as painful as it is, right? I think they would do it again. Well, you can't extract those, right? I mean, you can't extract pain out of joy. Life is not about one joy after another. Is that right? Or Yeah, see, my feeling about that is I think joy can only come with pain. Happiness can come without pain. But joy is a much deeper and more full emotion and experience. So you have to include pain in the process to experience joy. So when I have happiness, it's so fleeting, but it's truly just free of any pain or even depth necessarily, just a great feeling in the moment. Joy is so much richer and it comes with depth. It's like looking at a couple that are married 50 years versus a couple that are getting married, Mm -hmm. right? There's happiness, right? In both, but there's greater joy uh, when you have pain and you've uh, suffered together or, you know, in loving. I think it's a much deeper, richer experience to have. And ironically, like you said, people often fight it. Like they push against the possibility of joy because they don't want the pain. So they prevent themselves from having it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you live on this edge all the time. And, you know, when you get pushed over, and and then people get mad about it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. that's when people start getting like bitter or cynical at life. Is, yes, because they had a string they didn't want to admit they had. Yeah, yeah. But what's really cool is I think about this man that I'm working with who I cannot believe how committed he is to being a better person. And he is loving and it is not happening. He's not getting the response and he's not at all daunted by it. I am in this because it's the right thing to do. And if I don't get the response I want, I will be disappointed. That's life. I'm not going to stop being and doing the right thing because of that. So cool. And truly, I think what I'm aware of is that internal script. As we get older, it's kind of like um, that joy and living in that joy is like in a viewfinder looks like this childish thing happening, right? And, yeah. And people suck that out of life. It's like inappropriate to be joyful like that because I think there's they're tied together. For me, anyway, they are. How so? Well, I just I I feel like that you know trying to have fun, trying to bring joy to things seems like almost immature ish as we oh, look at becoming an adult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but especially if you're not a real happy person. That's <laughs> right. Something- Grow up a little bit. You're supposed to be unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth, though? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Well, I have certainly had many people tell me that it's been beat out of me in life. And that's because I think you're absolutely right. Like life and other people will try and do that if you grant them permission to do it. But you're right. It's perceived as, you know, you would be so happy if you knew how really messed up life is. (laughs) Yes. As if I want to be like you, miserable and unhappy and bitter. Like that's not real inviting, just so you know. Because but they don't, because that takes courage. You're right. Because they don't want to go through the pain of what it takes. No, no. Or, and or own the fact that you did not handle that experience well. Like you, instead of taking the good from it, you took the bad from it. Remember that, remember that quote, that life is full of losses. With every loss comes lessons and with lessons come blessings. So if you're not finding the blessing, probably you're stuck in bitterness because it didn't play out the way you thought it should have played out. 
and you're stuck on you because you can't get out of your own way. All right, we got to quit for today. Oh, gosh. Great again. Um, we hope, listeners, please work on loving. How do I get better at that concept in my life? And we will see you next week. Thanks, Kat. Thanks, Taylor. Love Bye you. Now. Bye. Hey, Color Code family, it's Kathy Larson. I want you to take down a number. I want you to put this in your contact list under the people code. The number is 385 526 2350. Again, 385 526 2350. Text the word VIP to that number and you'll get back from us a request for your name and your email. That way we'll be in touch with you on anything that's happening at the people code, any offerings, exciting things that are coming up. And you can let us know what your needs are by texting us at that number. Look forward to staying connected even more. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.